Hi, it's Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease in Childhood. Welcome to the June Atoms. I want to start by talking about level playing fields. Well, I guess the brochure never claimed that, much as we'd like this to be wrong, that the world is balanced and equitable. As this month's selections illustrate, it is, though, what we should continue to aspire to. Being on the same field, at least, is a reasonable place to start. We'll start with a costs of illness study, child pneumonia in low and middle income countries. Okay, so let's start with some positives. In 2000, global childhood deaths from pneumonia numbered around 1.7 million, but by 2017 had dropped by global burden of disease estimates to around 809,000. Impressive. The introduction of Haemophilus B and pneumococcal vaccination to routine surveillance has been a big factor as have enhanced recognition through the IMCI approaches, care of children whose mothers have HIV, particularly with regards to perinatal transmission and early antiretroviral treatment for those exposed and infected. There is, though, an elephant in this particular room. The cost of care for many families, children with pneumonia, both direct medical and non-medical accommodation, for example, and indirect in the form of loss of productivity and salary is daunting for many families. In an estimated cost of illness study, Marufa Sultana and colleagues from the ICDDBR assessed the household financial impact of a hospital admission for a child with pneumonia. The results provide a pretty clear-cut pointer for intervention with an admission costing a poor urban family the equivalent of 43% of a monthly income and for their rural counterparts, 20%. Add to this, approximately 80% global pneumonia mortality is out of hospital, so any means of encouraging families to seek help early to ensure that this is economically viable is to be welcomed. Health insurance is bound to need to be part of any package. Screening and cholesterol. Conceptually, screening is quite straightforward. For a programme to inverted commas work, the prerequisites are as follows. A fairly common problem, a sensitive test with a high positive predictive value, feasibility, acceptability and of course an effective treatment. Cardiovascular disease stubbornly remains at the top table for mortality and the origins are acknowledged to be early in life. Familial hypercholesterolemia is the major contributor to coronary heart disease. There is a simple, sensitive and specific screening test and once identified, it's treatable with statins at an appropriate age, currently from eight. There's another bonus too. If children are identified, their parents, who will be at high risk, can also be screened and if also positive, saved by starting statin treatment rather than dying prematurely of ischemic heart disease. The earlier treatment starts, the better the chance of a parent and later on, once statins can be started in the child, for them too. Combining the screen with a one-year vaccinations would spare both appointments and distress. David Wald and Andrew Martin argue the case for. A point in history. In a beautiful, poignant voices piece and reflection, Samuel Shotland describes the inspiration for and development of the Seminole Bridge Programme for street youth and homeless in Boston at the start of the 1970s, inaugurated by Andrew Guthrie, an adolescent physician. 
Though one could argue the case for turmoil in many eras before and after, the then epidemic levels of homelessness, homophobia, drug addiction that had been fermenting during the 1960s make this period stand out. The idea was a simple one, to provide support, medical, psychological and social, to the hordes of children, literally, who found themselves in hard times. The vehicle, literally and metaphorically, was a van, double as a clinic, social work centre and rehabilitation coordinator. Fast forward 50 years, multiple iterations, 700 in the US alone, and numerous lives changed. It's hard to overstate the influence of the project, or the way in which it personified a decade, which began with the US withdrawal from Vietnam and ended with the USSR resting for control over Afghanistan. Which way have we really gone since then? Backwards? Forwards? Sideways? Open for debate. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the rest of the journal on adc.bmj.com. Have a good month, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.